So this excerpt, I don't even know what to title this mini-sode, if you will. But do you know there's times when things happen to you during the day and you have no way of letting out that feeling? You know, of course, a lot of us would tell, you know, our close ones what's going on in our life, how we feel, how we feel about it, and relatively how we think about the situation, right? And that tends to at least alleviate any type of pressure that's felt, you know, in the moment, right? And a lot of the times what we're talking about happens at work, right? We may come complain about the minutiae that occurs when you're at stores or you're at a restaurant or something like that. And, that, and that's typically normal, right? A guy named Seinfeld made a whole TV show based on, off of that idea that our friends basically are around and we just tell each other these meaningless things that we complain about that aren't that serious but it is basis for conversation and it does make it interesting because guess what we all go through it right so for instance today I'm at work right and as you know I know a lot of listeners who are here may not be uh I know a lot of listeners I have are international, they're multicultural, and I know a lot of my followers on Instagram aren't, you know, African-American, so they don't really understand some of the things we go through. And I think it's important at least to voice some of the things we experience at the workplace. And I know in some people's minds, they may see it as whiny, complaining, whatever it may be, but I think it allows us to better understand each other's perspective. It allows us to build empathy on you know, each other's experiences. And therefore, we know how to either interact currently or we adjust, you know, our actions. Right. So with that being said, I'm at work. Right. And I, as you know, I work in a laboratory and uh, I work as a microbiologist. And with that being said, like I said, everyone that works in a lab has to have a fair amount of intelligence to do the job. Right. It takes a fair amount of intelligence to know what organisms you may be working with, you know, to write and devise SOPs and things of that nature. However, recently, you know, I've been more outspoken on things that are current that are occurring in the laboratory. You know, for instance, we're revising something, you know, with a SOP. And because of the revisions, it's something that we want to make sure we look over, revise, improve, reiterate so that the end result of the SOP that should stand for more than a year can hold us down in our operation. Right. If you those of you that don't know, if you don't know about laboratory stuff, an SOP is basically like a Bible or book of, or, or book of what you are going to be doing in that action. For instance, if you're doing a cooking SOP, the SOP is probably going to say, make sure you use a clean pot or pan, right? Turn on the stove and make sure when you're done, you turn the stove off, not to burn the house down, right? The SOP is going to contain what lubricants, butter or oil you put into the pan and explain to you, you know, the proper procedure of cooking. All right. Now you understand what the SOP is, right? And so in this instance, and I wanted to get this energy out of me, Right. Is uh, recently I've been making observations. Right. And telling people what my thoughts were. And so when I gave my opinion, you know, I'm not expecting you to, you know, come back surprised or astonished or, you know, exclaim about what my observance is. I'm expecting you to treat me like any other scientist in the building and, you know, take my information, you know, digest it, agree or disagree. Right. If somebody comes to you with a suggestion, you're probably most likely look or if you're giving a suggestion to somebody, you're not telling them what to do. It's a suggestion and you want them to think it over and then they can either do it or not do it. Right. Normal, normal procedure for lack of better term. So today, folks, today. Now, 
let me t- tell me if I'm crazy, right? So I decide to tell them, hey, look, I don't think we should do this because if we do this, it's going to end in something we don't like, right? It's going to create more problems down the line. And this was one observation that I did today. An observation I did before was when engineers decided to come up with a solution for a problem that we were experiencing. And I told them that might not be the best route because again, we will run into future problems, right? So the whole goal is my, my, my role at work isn't to solve problems. However, if I'm gonna be working in a particular sector in, in, the, in the laboratory, I'm gonna make sure my shit goes right, right? I don't want the headaches. I don't want the bullshit. I want things to go squeaky clean, folks, squeaky clean. And so with that being said, that's why I've been more vocal. So then earlier when I gave my suggestion, I got the response of, wow, that was so smart. And, and I'm a, wow, you really, well, what did you eat? You were just so smart today. And all I'm like, so smart today. Right. So mind you, I tried to swallow my pride and ego in the moment when that happened early this week and say, all right, maybe they just didn't catch it. Or they're surprised that they themselves didn't catch it. And I did cool. Let it rock. Fast forward to today, again, we're revising the SOP. Mind you, this is extremely important. You know, the federal or the FDA, you know, that will look through your SOP to make sure that it contains everything you have. So it's very important. All right. Working for a company that, you know, potentially would make millions of dollars making products. You want to make sure the FDA is not going to shut you down because you have something wrong in the SOP. Right. You get it. It's serious stuff. There's a reason why there's so many revisions. So today, again, a revised SOP was given to me for me to, you know, read, digest, make my suggestions and improvements on SOP. And I decided to voice my concerns. I didn't agree with my manager on what the right action would be. Right. So I told the coworker, coworker and I went up and we decided to tell them, hey, look, this isn't the right thing. To which they agreed. Right. Once you give a valid reason as to why something doesn't work. They decided to say, yo, that makes a lot of sense. You're right. Let's not do this and let's approach it differently. Right. And and we went on to talk about a different issue. And again, I made my suggestion. I said, you guys are worried and creating all this, you know, hullabaloo. You know what I'm saying? All of this stress over something that I think is already solved. So I say, hey, look, if you're looking to see if a chemical has a negative effect on a bacteria that we're currently testing for then we shouldn't be worried because just last week we had something grow fairly healthily, right? So basically microbiology, if you have something that grows in excess, they call it too numerous to count, right? When you're in microbiology, it goes to count, you know, the amount of growths, AKA CFUs. Um, I forgot what the fucking shit was something called something formed units, right? So basically the amount of microbial colony form units is basically what we're looking for. And so if you're worried that a certain chemical is going to kill off any of the microbes we're testing for, and it could be an issue in the future with the FDA who can shut down whatever business we're doing and we're all in trouble, right? Then you shouldn't be worried because we had the thing grow before. If you're worried that these petunias that you're growing in your garden isn't going to grow because we're using a certain fertilizer in the garden, and you're here trying to do the research, figure out what the EPA says, what the what every every scientific document possible about it says about petunias growing with this certain fertilizer. You fail to realize you use this fertilizer in the past and petunias grew fine. So you're looking a bit too deep into it, not really looking, you know, above. Right. Sometimes we're near, we're nearsighted in our decisions and our thought process. And I told them, hey, look, it's not that serious this this clearly has no effect on what we're looking for. And to me, what I just said didn't sound like it was the most Einstein, Nikola Tesla, genius, you know, Edison type of 
discovery, right? But the way it was treated by the higher ups was, wow, that's so smart. Oh, great job. That's great. Wow. That's amazing. And in the moment, I got really, really mad. Like they were here complimenting me and I wasn't really smiling. I was just serious. And I'm like, yo, what do you think of me? Number one, if your response to a comment that I have is astonished by the level of intellect that it took, which in my opinion, isn't any intellect at all, right? It's just observing a situation and making a question. So then I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Right. But in my opinion, you know, this, that's why I brought up the whole understanding the black experience, because sometimes at work, you know, if you are African-American or black and you present something that maybe someone else missed, they tend to have to feel like they have to, you know, reward you for your intellect and are amazed at how articulate you are and things of that nature. You know, it's like, bro, I grew up in America. All right? I have a college degree. You know what I'm saying? I went to American schools. I've done written papers out. I've written so many papers. I might as well be J.K. Rowling, the amount of papers I've written in my life. And so that being said, of course, my English is going to be on par. You know what I'm saying? And of course, if I am graduated in the sciences, I'm going to know, you know, a bit about science. Right. I would hope that if I have a bachelor's degree, I know what the hell I've been taught. You feel me? So if I'm mentioning something that in my mind is very simple, but to you, you see it as extremely smart and intelligent. It's like they're undermining your intelligence and what you bring to the table, right? To the point where if let's say you're on a basketball team, right? And you have somebody who's on the team that may not be the star player, but they're on the team and you know, they, they do their layup lines. They make their, they make certain shots during games, but then once you give them the platform to perform, if you will, they now go above and beyond. Right. They now are producing at a level that you didn't think they would. Right. So I remember when I, I'll give you a story when I was younger and I was playing high school basketball and we had somebody on the team who we knew was, you know, pretty decent. But we didn't know they were that good. End up, you know, in practice and in games performing above abilities we assumed we gave them the same treatment you know we hyped them up we was like wow that's amazing i can't believe you did that yo you are nice like you can definitely shoot a three-pointer at any point of the floor they were just raining threes they were shooting like steph curry before steph curry was steph curry all right so you get the picture the only reason why we reacted in that way to that individual producing that level of athleticism is because we didn't think they had that in them in the first place so then my perturbedness from the situation didn't come from their, you know, propagating and celebrating of my production or, or, or my suggestion. It was really my understanding in the moment that, yo, these people did, didn't, didn't really think I had this level of intelligence in me in the first place and that they're so astonished that I presented this here. Now, mind you, this is a job in which I'm looking to get a pay raise for the work that I'm doing you know, and, and sometimes you, people, when people show you who they are and what they think of you, believe it. Right. And if I'm looking to grow in the company and I'm looking to advance my career, if you guys are astonished at a basic showing of any type of intellect, I don't think any idiot would have saw the problem that that could probably occur. Then you really didn't think I had much to offer in the first place. And that's probably why I'm currently at the point of the company now. Now, granted, I am ambitious and I, I can be a bit arrogant when it comes to, you know, what I think I'm worth. You know what I'm saying? Somebody says, yo, if you apply for a job tomorrow, how much you think you should be get paid? I'm going to automatically say $150,000 plus. 
You know, like I think that's what I should be getting paid. However, my experience being that I didn't graduate college that long ago, you know, doesn't communicate that to an employer. However, I I think I'm worth that way. Now, granted, aside from my own, you know, conceited narcissism at times, right? I think we all go through that at some points in our life. I don't think it's a disorder. I think it's just human, uh, a natural occurrence. But nonetheless, it's like, yo, you really don't respect me, bro. Like, you really don't think that I'm able to produce this level of work. And so you're astonished. Like, you're like, wow, wow, so many smart things, blah, blah, blah. You know, so maybe I shouldn't be, maybe that is my ego reacting. Maybe I shouldn't be so perturbed by that occurrence. But I've realized that that instance kind of made my blood boil. You know, it made me, it made me so upset because I realized that they're not thinking I... I'm dumb, right? They know that I, have, I mean, I'm working in a fucking lab. You can't be a dumb to work in a lab. However, I don't know because, you know, you see a big black guy, right, who tends to be funny in the office. You don't tend to take him seriously intellectually, right? There's a time in my life when I stopped being the funny guy or telling a lot of jokes and making people laugh because I realized when you're the funny individual, you're not met with much respect, right? And I realized when I was much more serious, you know, in a way I related to people, people treated me a bit differently, right? There's a bit more respect from males and females, right? Females took you much more seriously, right? Guys took you much more seriously. There, there was less of a, a thought of you. There was less, less of a thought of you of being an idiot, like this occurrence right here, right? So that kind of just woke up something in me. And I realized I was happy that I was aware that whatever anger I was feeling was because of that occurrence, and I also realized that there's a reason why I potentially am looking for a new place to work, right? That pays me way more and that I don't have to worry about individuals being surprised at whatever intellect I bring to the table. So how does this relate to you now? Know that in your life, there are going to be instances where people either undermine or devalue what you bring to the table. Right. And when people devalue what you bring to the table, that means that the way you're communicating to them doesn't communicate that you have those abilities in the first place. Right. And maybe you should change how you're uh, branding yourself, if you will. Right. Because if I brand myself as the calm, cool, funny guy. Right. Then that's kind of what the brand will communicate. Right. Because my goal is, I guess it, it, you being funny is a, or laughter, I should say, is a universal language. And I work in a place that's predominantly not English, right? They speak, it's a South American company. A lot of people who I work there, you know, are more inclined to being Hispanic. So I understand that the best way for me to relate to them without having to speak Spanish is to be funny, make them laugh and make them comfortable, right? So you get social acceptance. But you realize that that comes as a double-edged sword when instances like this happen and now that they're not feeling the way. So when you're going through your life, whether it be work whether it be otherwise, even in relationships, in relationships, people can undermine what you bring to the table. You have to remind them what your value is. Now, you don't have to tell them what your value is. You show them, right? No one wants a Kanye West, even though I'm a Kanye fan to death, clearly, you know, Gemini squad. But Kanye only does that because he feels as if others aren't giving him his just due. So to prevent that from happening, you make sure that whatever you bring to the table is above and beyond every single time. When you're in a relationship, you make sure you are the best partner possible. When you are the employee, make sure you're the best employee possible. If you're running a business, you make sure that you are the best business partner, business, whatever 
whatever action you're doing is best possible because there are going to be individuals out there who undermine you. And when it happens, you realize it. And at first, your your, your reaction is to be angry at that person. Your, 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 your reaction is to look at them in a way in which they don't respect you or they have a thought about you, which is what my initial feelings was like, yo, okay, I get it. I'm a black guy. That's funny. Doesn't you only think that I'm intelligent, right? Cool. But in reality, the much higher conscious way of looking at a situation is to understand what are you doing to communicate to them that you have this intelligence already, right? If, if this is something I was doing before, which mind you, I guess I left out the part what was I tend to leave my opinions to myself because I'm extremely honest. I'm very forthcoming and I know it can be offensive to a lot of people. So I tend to pull back what I think, especially in environments, I don't think it'll be welcomed. Right. If I get to know you and we're cool and and I have an understanding and trust for you, you're going to get the Des that's going to tell you what's on his mind. Right. No matter how bad it may be or shocking. However, at work, you tend to dial that back because you don't know what the initial response would be, right? You have to test the waters and poke. So make sure what you do is bring to the table something so exemplary, people have no reason to doubt you, have no reason to undermine your possible abilities. You make sure that another person can't be surprised and be, whoa, that was just so smart. What did you eat today? Like, well, like today? You're saying what I eat today as to why I'm so slow. No, ma, I've been this way. Like, I'm an intelligent dude. I'm just not trying to comp communicate that 24-7, right? Because if someone's trying to communicate 24-7 that, that they are intelligent and have a high level of intellect, it means they're insecure about their intellectual abilities. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it, ladies, if for the few ladies that listen, I know you're 80% ladies over here. For the few ladies that, uh, uh, that listen... Uh, you know when you're talking to a guy, right? And you have a guy that's telling you that he's about to take you and give you multiple rounds. You're about to go all night and he's about to put you down. He's going to knock you out. He's going to make sure you fall asleep. You know, he's going to tell you he's basically going to give you the best sex ever. Chances are it's not going to be, he's not going to be anything like that. It's going to be the total opposite. And the reason why he's telling you this is because he most likely has an inadequacy that he's trying to make up for, you know? When guys are trying to communicate that they're about to lay you out and they're about to break your back and put it down, you know what I'm saying, beat it up, chances are they ain't, they, they're probably going to give you some love taps. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're not going to beat it up at all. Yeah, they're going to slap box your box. <laughs> slap box your box. <laughs> but you, but understand, you understand what I'm saying, though, right? Like there's a, when, you do, when you're going out and doing you, make sure you're not putting on something in excess that shows that you have an inadequacy in you that you know and you're trying to compensate for. All right. You do things to the best of your abilities, but don't do don't do things that kind of show you have a Napoleon complex of some sorts. All right. So I don't even know there's going to be a, like, a 20 minute little rant, but it's something that I have gone through and I'm feeling the energy in me. And honestly, recording it is kind of uh, it's a healthy thing for me to do. I forgot the word that it means. It's, it's cathartic. It's very cathartic for me to have a feeling, have a thought, record it, put it on wax, if you will, and then communicate it to the world. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's important for us to to be able to have these conversations with each other. And it's nice to have a podcast available so I can talk to my listeners directly. Because I know that you guys go through the same things. Whether if you're a female and you're going at work and there's, there's a male-dominated environment and they're not giving you the respect and due diligence you deserve 
reserved simply because you're female. They see you do a task and they're astonished and surprised and blown away at your production. And when it's like, yo, you went to the same type, you have the same degree they have, you have the same work experience they have. Why are they so astonished by your work? It's because they undermine and don't think much of you in the first place, right? And now granted, I'm taking a pessimistic route here. I could, I could sit here and say, all right, I'm being positive. Maybe this is just them, you know, being nice and, and give me credit for my for my catch or my suggestion, but it happens to all of us. All right, it happens to all of us. I know when I go to the gym, you know, I myself cast judgments on people. I go to the gym, I see somebody that looks like they're frail. You know what I'm saying? Like if they pick up a dumbbell, they're about to break. And sometimes they surprise you, and they can pick up and pick up this amount of weight you can. You know, we we as human beings cast early judgments on individuals based on our own biases and our own preconceived notions. So I'm not going to sit here and call people racist for their undermining of what you can possibly bring to the table. And you as a female, I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm saying if I was a female, I wouldn't be, you know, jumping to the conclusion of saying that they're sexist, but you have to realize everyone comes from a different part of life. Everyone has a unique life experience and uh, the human experience shapes how you react to others. So maybe they have their own biases. Maybe, maybe they have their own preconceived notions and what they're saying and communicating to you isn't negative or meant to disrespect, but on the other hand, you may feel that that may be the case. And I do feel in some degree, the undermining is because I'm, you know, a young, you know, laid back, funny type of dude. I'm a black dude. And they simply didn't see that level of intellect there. So we'll see how I, how I operate the situation. I'm probably not going to talk about this again, but I have to let it off because I realized I was just angry. Like I was furious you know, at, at it, you know, because once you see something like that, it realizes that they don't really see a bright future future for you at the company because they don't really think you can handle whatever things will come at you. And it's like, yo, honestly, I, I could run the race just with all of y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm Jamaican. Usain Bolt comes first in every race. You know what I'm saying? Jamaicans know how to compete in any race. All right. So, uh, yeah, I think, I'm a, I think that's it. I think I let off everything that's on my chest. I told you how I felt about a situation. I told you how you can possibly react to it because we're all going through this thing called life. And sometimes, you know, we got to smoke one to relax. And I decided to record one of these chats. So I'm listen, cannabis news has not been prevalent. Like it's been pretty bad, right? Like all the news that's going on in cannabis news is basically like, Hey, this state is considering legalization. Oh, legalization is on a ballot here, but it's like no concrete news, right? Like you have cushy, uh, cushy pens, I think it's called, who, who they sell, uh, THC recreational in California. They got in trouble because their products were found all over non-legal states. And they're thinking that a company is making legal products and also manufacturing illegal products and not documenting it. And they're making hella money off it. I mean, that news isn't interesting to me. Like if you're in the THC market, it makes total sense for you to sell your products recreationally, get taxed out the ass, have to go through all these fees and shit, right? And then make some illegal products on the side, maybe a different brand would be much smarter, and then sell that to the black market. Because guess what? The black market wins in cannabis every single year. The black market makes three times the amount of money the recreational market does. So logic will have that the best way for you to be successful is to have your, 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 your uh, arm your arm to have your uh, foot in the black the black market it makes total sense i'm not going to be spending two million dollars a year to be taxed so much off of my uh products and company and then also have to lose money because you guys want to recall something guess what you want to recall my my pens that i spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on i'm gonna go ship it to the black market and make a couple mil off it easy now granted it's not the moral thing to do right but 
listen, I'm cannabis first, recreationally or black market. Black market has been a cannabis market for a long time. They have held the cannabis market on their backs for years and encountered danger of jail time and losing years of their life and freedom. So I'm going to support the black market always, but I'm also going to support the recreational market because I like I like the normalization of marijuana. So I guess you're going to hear my voice towards now is a bit more... I guess relaxed because I'm happy I got off my chest and I appreciate you. I appreciate you for sitting here and listening to the rants of a madman and, 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 and getting through this thing I call life, you know? So again, you'll be getting a lot more weed side chats because, you know, sometimes you just want to smoke and talk things through. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be great for me to have some guests doing these weed side chats because I realized just like the episode I had with a guest, I'm much better on my feet talking to another guest. Now it's great when it's just me and you, you know, me, you, you and me, you and I, on this podcast at this moment, talking, chatting, chopping it up. But I think it's also more entertaining when I'll have another person because I can bounce ideas off and two heads are better than one, right? So uh, thank you for listening to High TV's Weed Side Chats. I'll go ahead and add a song, a special song, if you listen to the last episode, at the end of it, so you can re-listen to it, hear the song, and see why I chose that one. I think it's been pretty pretty funny. And then, uh, yeah, you can go ahead and listen to this one. I don't really have a song for this, but I'll think about what song I can add to this We Side Chat. You know, I think music, just like Bob Marley said, when it hits you, you feel no pain. And I want to include music into our podcast in the future, because I love music. Music makes me feel great, and uh, it changes my energy. So we're in 25 minutes. It's gone on too long. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And all you guys out there who like refers my podcast to a friend, you the bomb. Uh, you the bomb.com. You the highest grade of weed in the dispensary. You the type of weed I smoke and I, <laughs> I COVID cough. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I'll see y'all next episode. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I'm out of here. Peace. I've been working this shit. Insults me again, I will be assaulting him After I fuck the manager up Then I'm gonna shorten the register up Let's go back, back to the gap Look at my check, wantin' no scratch So if I stole, what am I fault? Yeah, I stole, never got caught They take me to the back and pat me Asking me about some khakis But let some black people walk in I bet you they show off they token black Oh, now they love Kanye. Let's put them all in the front of the store. So I'm on break next to the no smoking sign with a blunt in the mall. Taking my hits, writing my hits, writing my rhymes, playing my mind. This fucking job can't help them. So I quit. Y'all welcome. Y'all don't know my struggle. Y'all can't match my hustle. You can't catch my hustle. You can't fathom my love, dude. Like yourself in a room doing five beats a day for three summers. That's a different world like three summers. I deserve to do these numbers. The kid that made that deserves that made back. So many records in my basement. I'm just waiting on my spaceship. I've been black. Working this spaceship and I ain't made shit. I wish I could find me a spaceship Oh, I've been working this way.
I didn't even try to work a job, represent the mob at the same time. Thirsty on the grind, shy state of mind. Lost my mama, lost my mind. Life, my love, that's not mine. Why you ain't signed? Wasn't my time. Leave me alone. Works for y'all. Half of it's yours, half of it's mine. Only wanna ball, never wanna fall. Gotta get mine, gotta take mine. Gotta tech now, reach my prime. Gotta make these haters respect mine. Enough more to 12. My schedule headset nine. Putting no some shells waiting patiently. I ask myself where I wanna go, where I wanna be. Life is much more than running in the streets. Holler at Yay, hit me with the beat, put me on my feet. Sounds so sweet. Yes, I'm same OG, same goatee, same low key. No, holler at God, man. Why you had to take my folks? Hope to see Freddie G, Yusef G, Love my G, Rollie G. Police watch me smoke my weed, count my G's. Got a lot of people counting on me. Just trying to find my peace Trying to finish school like mine is And I probably wouldn't do this my peace Say, yo, you look just like this kid I seen in the old Buster Rhymes video the other night. Well, easy come, easy go, how that saying goes. No more broad service cars and them TV shows that all had got snatched from me. And all then they back goatees all turn they back on me and then want to hear rap from me. So naturally, actually, had to face things factually. Had to be a catastrophe. Hit the fridge staring back at me. I don't wanna ever go back there, so I'm gonna be taking no days off till my spaceship takes off. Working is precious, and I ain't patient. I wish I could buy me a spaceship and fly past the sky. 